0: Hello and welcome back to the No Tea Low Tea. Stand for the Pledge of Allegiance of America. The, the Reds are attacking. This is the New Metal Discussion Podcast. I'm Ross. <laughs>
1: You just go into it. from the, <laughs> Whatever happens to me right
0: there on um, the on um, the id part of my brain comes out.
1: You go into a fugue state almost immediately, uh-huh. and then you just say, "Uh, oh, this is the name of the show," and you immediately <laughs> say your name and throw it to me. Uh, hey, this is Brent. Welcome to a hidden track episode. Welcome. And uh, today we're going to talk about issue one of Shadow Hawk by Jim Valentino yeah. and some other folks uh, from Image Comics. Jimmy V. V for victory question mark we shall V for vendetta for vendetta that's right Alan Moore's here <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry the original writer hello <laughs> I'm Alan Moore
0: Fuck Grant Morrison. (laughs) I love that in comic books there are two of the top writers are both wizards that hate each other.
1: Yeah, (laughs) one of them is the hairiest person that's ever existed. (laughs) The other one is the most like manicured, (laughs) shaved human that's ever existed. Always wears purple suits. Oh my god, it's great, great sense of style. They're impeccable. Um, almost, almost slipped up. Yeah. I know it's 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 difficult. It's difficult. Tough. It's it's difficult. Tough. Look, uh, we mean we mean well. Mean absolutely well. Absolutely. It's just hard
0: when you've read someone for thirty plus years, mm-hmm. and then you have to make that switch in your brain.
1: Yeah, but we're trying. Look, it's our problem, not theirs, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, yeah. Speaking of our problem, we've got some delicious do's to try here again. Do we ever? Do we ever, brother? We're. Well, I can't say it. Stephen from Less Likewell Stuff is extremely litigious. I almost had his catchphrase to open a show. Uh, oh God! Yeah, I I'm could, suing us. Oh my God! He's got lawyers on he standby. He's listening to this show. He does sometimes. I was like, "What do we say?" Mm-hmm. Which one did you listen to? He's like, "I don't know." <laughs> <He's> lying. Yeah. <laughs> Guys. Neither, Fight me, Stephen. Neither one of us wants to broach the topic further, so we just move on. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, today, uh, you were such a sweetie, and you picked up some Mountain Dew for yeah, us, but is... not at a convenience store, not at a grocery store, no sir, but at a food store. Bong. Taco Bell. Run for the border. <laughs> we're gonna.
0: We're, oh, I better not do that voice uh what was the didn't the chihuahua (laughs) at one point say we're gonna need a bigger
1: (laughs) no it was yokiero taco bell no i know there was that one (laughs) but there was a
0: godzilla commercial he's like we're going uh... (laughs) (laughs) is that the one (laughs) we are going to need a bigger something i swear okay maybe i'm hallucinating a bigger bell maybe that was it what it would have been
1: yeah is this like it was actually godzilla
0: no godzilla was like attacking and like the the chihuahua like Turns around and looks in camera, and he's like, "We're going to need a bigger something."
1: Damn, this was like in the early two thousands, late nineties, something like that. it would
0: have been like ninety eight, ninety nine, I, I think. So this
1: would have been after Godzilla's um, legendary battle with Charles Barkley. In that, uh, <laughs> it was like a commercial that turned into a comic. Yeah, did you ever read Art that? Adams? No, he didn't. He didn't draw did it. Did he just do the covers? Um, uh, the the I have. The issue, and it's like a painted cover. I can't remember who did it though. Really? Yeah, maybe he did like some advertisement illustration for it. I swear I
0: remember because Art Adams drawing Godzilla is just like sticking in my veins.
1: Oh, I think he did some like some covers for the Godzilla comic, not the Marvel one, but uh, a more recent one through IDW or something like that. Okay. But uh, yeah, that that battle with Charles Barkley back in the day. Tell you what, that was insane. Oh. It was epic. It was crackers, bananas, is what that was. That shit was epic. <laughs> so uh, you stopped and you picked up some okay, maybe not Baja Blast from Taco Bell today, and uh, I feel like we've had Baja Blast on the show before. But look, it's, I was
0: thinking, did we do this before? But you know,
1: fuck it, who cares? It's been exactly one while, and I can't remember. I feel like I had the Baja Blast like the alcoholic Mountain Dew right uh that i picked up so maybe that's what i'm thinking of but uh look we're running out of dues at this point we've talked about it we thought we'd never see the day technically this is still like a new variety for us to try here on the podcast but um what will the next hidden track episode bring i don't know we don't know maybe it's like new mountain dew vinegar flavor (laughs) okay i guess we'll try it Piss and vinegar wildness. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, these are not in a, a can or, or bottle, but in a uh, just a, a regular, uh, what is this bad boy, like a 20 ounce uh, to-go cup yes. or whatever. But even still, they got plenty of that uh, gorgeous dew in mm-hmm. there. I love We're the color of this. unfortunately. Dew, what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's okay. you just got to have to trust us on this one. Yeah. <laughs> People can imagine, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love the the color of it. It's just beautiful. It's like beautiful. a, a seafoam green kind of. Beautiful. Or something like that. Oh, my yes. God. I would paint my car this color. <laughs> I, and no one would fault you for no. it. No. People would just like start salivating, and they wouldn't even know why. You know? It's one of those weird things. Um, you get
0: a license plate that's like B-A-J-A-B-L-S-T. <laughs> so everyone knows.
1: No, you just took a sip. How I are you did. feeling on that? It's delicious. It it truly is. It's like uh, if Mountain Dew were candy, kind of.
0: It is just, it screams summertime to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I I, I feel like this is just like hot summer day. You go pick up lunch and you grab some Taco Bell and you get one of these and you go sit by the pool and you tip on one of those beaches. Yeah, just have a good time. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: That's right. Hey, man, call it a weekend, dude. You know, co coworkers actually, what you're doing. (laughs) Co-workers, ask what you're doing this week. It's like, well, I'm uh, going to get some Baja Blast after uh, after five o'clock, and then I, who knows where the weekend's going to take me? You know. I used to
0: um, get this, and back when I drank, I would um, uh, pour gin
1: in it. Oh, yeah. Gin
0: is really good with like fruity, like a fruity mixer,
1: and uh, pour gin in this. Ugh, unreal. You know what gin is not good with? By itself, it just tastes like fucking lawn clippings. Yeah,
0: it's not great. There are some gins that obviously like better than like a sipping gin, but most gins I feel like are are designed to uh, really really work with like like a sweeter, most likely uh, for lack of a better term, you know, gin mixes well with juice. I don't know where I heard that. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it was like this bluegrass song back in the day.
1: That sounds right to me.
0: Have you heard? Okay, this is
1: I'm doing a bit. (laughs) <laughs> as they call it in the comedy world. There is a
0: there is a cover, I think it's by The Gourds. Um, it's a gin and juice cover. And it's like a bluegrass
1: cover. Yeah.
0: Rolling down the street, smoking in. Oh, sipping sipping on, on gin and, and juice. juice.
1: Laying back. Money on my mind. Do you remember this song? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like vaguely. Not yeah. until you said it, but yeah, I remember hearing it. But it was like in the – that was in the early 2000s, right? Yeah, because we was,
0: downloaded was, at your house with your computer
1: <laughs> um uh, off of like
0: LimeWire or something.
1: Yeah, what was it? It wasn't Napster. I don't I don't remember if it was Cotton. Ka- it wasn't Kazaa. No. Uh it was one of those oh, services. services whatever yeah. it was. Uh Lars Ulrich is still fucking pissed off at me. Yeah. I I get I still get Christmas cards from them, but they're not pleasant. Hey,
0: Lars, don't worry. We didn't download any of your <laughs> shit.
1: No, I like Metallica. But. I do, too. Oh, my God. The new Metallica that's coming out. Oh, man. The releasing songs in yeah. Drips and Drabs. Oh, man. It's so fucking no, okay. right. good. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for it. All right. I've not been excited for a Metallica album in a while. No, di- no disrespect. No disrespect. No, 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 but, no. Say hello to your mother for me. This is like very much like black album or like load reload era Metallica where it's oh, okay. almost like butt Rocky in a way. Yeah. But
0: they, they, they did it. Uh, they, they put some talent behind it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. That's good. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll check it out for sure. Once uh, the full album drops, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll play some Look, stuff. Look,
0: like metalheads that. like to shit on the black album, but fuck off. It is a good album. Like, yeah. okay. It's not their best metal album. Like ride the lightning. Sure. Um, but you know what, Black Album was like an evolution in their style, and they managed to bring like the energy of metal, and also like do a lot of like deeper, wider, more interesting things that weren't just you know uh, thrash metal. Um, mm-hmm. I like both albums. I mean, Ride the Lightning's probably like a personal favorite of mine. But like, fuck anybody who says the Black Album sucks. You cut through here. Shut the fuck up.
1: Hey, man! Lars doesn't
0: even have hair anymore. What do you think (laughs) was gonna happen? (laughs) We did it for him. (laughs) Solidarity. Kirk Cameron was like, and I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) I want a Metallica cartoon so bad because, (laughs) (laughs) like, think about it. Like, you got James Hetfield is like, he's like the burly leader, you know. Like, come on, guys, we're gonna go fight some aliens, you know. Mm -hmm. And then you got uh, Lars is like. This like the the brainy autistic one, you know that's, <laughs> that's like, mm, well, I think we should calculate first before we march in. and then uh, and then Kirk Hammett mm-hmm. is just like he's like the the coward of the group. <laughs> <laughs> like Kirk, come on, we gotta go. I feel
1: like he could be like the naive and sweet uh oh, guy yeah, on the true. team, yeah. you know, he's just like wide-eyed, bushy-tailed, yeah, and just like, just writes leads but just they, constantly. But they know? still
0: have to give him shit because I feel like everybody in Metallica picks on Kirk Hammett. I don't know why yeah. I think this. <laughs> I just get the feeling that I'm like, he's that guy in their groove that they pick on. And he's like absurdly talented. Like, yeah. Crazy talented.
1: Um I think that was Jason Newstead's role in Metallica when he was in the band. Yeah. Yeah, they picked on him a lot because he was the new guy after that makes Cliff sense. Burton died,
0: you know? Yeah. And then Cliff is like a ghost that's like their wise Jedi master that's like... Oh, yeah. Metallica. Mm -hmm. You guys aren't as good without me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's just the truth. (laughs) Anyways, that's my Metallica cartoon pitch. And then, naturally, Robert is the brown one. There we go. We've covered all the bases. We did it. (laughs) You know? In, in my line of work, that's all it takes sometimes.
0: Kirk it's kind of
1: brown. He's kinda. got something. Yeah. <laughs> something not white. Something not white about that kid. No, he might be like Italian or something. I could be. Know. Could be. Or Greek or something like that.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, because sometimes Greeks, oh, we're getting into, let's talk about ethno. <laughs> yeah. Relations, yeah, let's really break it down. Some, com- some Greeks
1: look white, some don't. <laughs> so we- Jason Manzoukas, what's going on there? For example, <laughs> um, okay, so we've uh, we've tried the do, of course, we done uh, the do. we're gonna be sipping on this continuously throughout this episode, perhaps yeah. beyond. But uh, we do have to ask the question that our hordes of listeners are wanting to know, yeah. Ross Lictide, is this going? In the pit or is it going in the shit? Mountain Dew Baja Blast. What you think? It is elevated above the pit and is just like this. Is a uh, crowd surfer?
0: It's not even it's like elevated above crowd surfer. It's just like this, um it's just like um shining specter angel that floats over the crowd and like picks people up and prevents women from getting their tits grabbed when they're crowd surfing.
1: It's Ironically, it picks the women up by their tits to save them from it. <laughs> it picks it's them like, up by their ass. He's like, I'm not a tits man. I'm an yeah. ass. Okay, that makes sense, you know? With consent, I guess, sure. Whatever you yeah, want.
0: He's a nice guy. Like who wouldn't w I, I would like to get picked up by my rump by a anthropomorphized Baja Blast.
1: I put mean, that on my
0: tombstone.
1: <laughs> he went out the way he wanted. Getting shockered <laughs> to death by <laughs> a giant anthropomorphic Baja Blast. Yep. yep. That's right. Split them right down the center, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, this is a, a solid pit for me, you know? Uh, yeah. It's it, it's, it's great. How, how can you go wrong with it? I Top wonder, three sodas of all time. I'm just going to say it. I wonder how Taco Bell has the continuing rights to have this, like... It makes no sense. Uh, what am I trying to say? Um exclusive exclusivity for this you know because that's the only place you can get it at a restaurant
0: because they because they're a pepsi company Mm -hmm. and pepsi is owned by yum brands it's the parent company of taco bell
1: yeah but pepsi owns a lot of restaurants right so you think they would like kind of sprinkle it here and there i think it
0: just it just goes so well with taco bell but really, it needs to be bottled. And mm-hmm. during the summer, you can occasionally find bottles or cans of Baja Blast. It's rare, but you will see them. Legend foretells of a
1: convenience store on the outside of Inola, Oklahoma, where if you talk to one-eyed Jimmy, and you buy seven bags of worms from him. He'll take you to his brother, Jake. Now, you're going to th- write this down. We're just getting started here.
0: Scholars maintain.
1: <laughs> I love that.
0: Scholars maintain that the ancient Mesoamericans <laughs> drank baha Blast <laughs> and white men came and stole it.
1: Yeah. If you go down to uh, Tutton Common's tomb, mm-hmm. crack that bad boy open,
0: <laughs> baha Blast. See that little crippled child humble out of there? Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Because yeah.
0: of all the inbreeding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I saw a picture the other day of like this is
0: what Tutankhamun looked like, and I was like, "Whoa, that that's not what my history books showed." But I trust this more cause right. generations of inbreeding. it makes sense. Uh huh. <laughs> and he yeah. was like, you know, like I'm not, I'm not making fun of him. Um, Look like he's dead. Fuck him. Fuck Common, Fuck the royals. <laughs> yeah. And fuck anheuser Bush. <laughs> no, not really. That was a kid. Ro- that was a kid rock. That was a kid rock, rock. rock thing. That was yeah. a kid rock. Yeah. Rock.
1: yeah uh well speaking of music of a sort uh you have some better music than kid rock to play for us today that's not hard right yeah Yeah. (laughs) what have you got on the agenda today
0: today i have the recently released album from jpeg mafia and danny brown this song is called lean beef patty here we go are you familiar with jpeg mafia at all
1: no that you saying that when you came over today is the first time I've ever heard of that oh, Danny really? Danny Brown I've heard of but. Heck, yeah yeah
0: uh, well they did an whole album together okay. JPEG Mafia is how to
1: describe JPEG mafia it's a pNG file
0: <laughs> it's like if you it's like if you were to mix like like death grips with like clipping.
1: Does this make any sense? <laughs> I've heard of Death Grips. Uh, I think I've... Li- I heard them on like a YouTube video. Or I heard somebody mention them on a YouTube video. So yeah. I-, I looked them up and I think I listened to a song, but I've since forgotten what it sounded like.
0: Well, it's easy to do because their songs are... It's experimental rap. Like, I mean, listen to this. You go from Elon to Ye in a week. Oh. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Fucking woke mob.
1: <laughs> I do like this. It's like, it's like all over the place. <laughs> There's JPEG, Danny.
0: JPEG Mafia's production style is like, I'm gonna find a bunch of old boom boxes, and I'm gonna find a bunch of old random cassette tapes, and I'm just gonna push them all at random, mm-hmm. and yet it somehow works as like a fun, weird,
1: crazy beat. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I like this quite a bit actually. it's I, good. I, I love the. Uh, difference in the fidelity of the music is JPEG yeah. Mafia. Are they just like it's music just one producers? Oh, it's just one guy, yeah, just one guy. Oh, uh, but yeah, he, he
0: produces Jason um, Pegg, yes, okay, I thought so. <laughs> Jason Pegg, M. Mafia. Um, he's uh, he's only been doing he's only been in the game for like a few years, so he's like relatively new, mm hmm. Um, but uh, his, his production style is just like, I don't even know, like I said, maybe Death Grips is the closest thing that I can think of that I could like relate to, but Death Grips isn't exactly like a, <laughs> a popular group. Um, but uh, uh yeah i don't i don't i don't i don't know how to describe it which is why i like it because i'm like yeah. this is just totally something new my ears have never heard before and i love it
1: yeah. yeah yeah it's uh it reminds me of some of the songs that you hear in maybe the outro of the chainsaw man anime <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. like it's just like frenetic it's, just, it's just very frenetic high energy but it just fucking sounds good yeah uh whenever you had introduced me on the podcast to Uh, uh, Joey Vance and Bray. Oh yes, man! Mm -hmm. I have been listening to the shit out of them. Hell yeah! And uh, Hooligan is my shit. You know, I listen to that all the time. Yeah. Uh, Other songs that I can't remember the name of <laughs> at the moment. Uh, the the only thing that bothers me is that there's not, like, one album, so I can just, like, throw it on there. I have to, like, manually make a playlist and, yeah. like, put all the songs on there. Small price to pay. Sure. Very small price to pay, you know. Yeah. Uh, such great music. And this I will be checking out as well because it's uh, – I like it so far. Is it a lot of the other music sound similar to this? Um, Very a bit? Yes. Yes, kind of. Yeah. Because um,
0: they're, – they're trying to pin down jpeg mafia as like this is his style is like fucking impossible yeah because even from album to album he'll switch it up a little bit um but i would i would highly recommend this new one with danny brown yeah um because jpeg can kind of get a little esoteric sometimes like i i love most of his stuff but i I have to be in like a certain mood to listen to some of it because Mm -hmm. it's just so it's like so experimental it's like fucking wildly like there's like not even a beat it's just like sound like blasting at you at weird intervals mm-hmm. and he's just like screaming in the background um which if i'm in the mood for that game on that's, yeah. that's what i turn to but this new album with him and Danny Brown um uh because of Dan- Danny kind of anchors it a little bit yeah um and keeps it from getting too out there, so I think if like, are we gonna introduce somebody to JPEG Mafia? I might use this newest album because Danny Brown is a good like kind of inroad um, to some of the weird. But their their styles blend together really well. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, do, do you listen to much Danny Brown? Uh,
1: not a lot. I've I've heard him with Run the Jewels primarily, and then like oh, okay. uh, a, another song here and there. Maybe.
0: Yeah, um, he's got. Um. Uh, um one that came out a few years ago. Um, Wait, I am trying
1: to look up the name of it. Is he the one that like put out the album that was so sample heavy? Yes, that's what I am talking about. Okay. A-
0: Atrocity Exhibition. Okay, yeah. Um, fucking phenomenal album. Fucking mm-hmm. phenomenal album. Um, he literally said he was like, "I want to do like a Talking Heads rap album, like the band mm-hmm. Talking Heads, mm-hmm. uh, where it's just like a lot of kind of like random weird." shit piled together that like works somehow yeah. and it fucking does it's such a good album but yeah he still has not made back his money from that album he's, he's lost money on that album uh, because he had to clear so many samples
1: that reminds me of Beastie Boys Paul's Boutique because it's just, like, so many samples, Whole sample. like, constantly, God. like, churning samples, just moving and laying yeah. on top of each other.
0: But that was, a, right, that was the last album that they were allowed to get away with that without paying royalties, I think right? so, I yeah. Think that was, but that was, like, the one that, like, triggered, like, no more of this. Yeah. <laughs> like, you yeah. gotta pay for it. Uh-huh, yeah. They, got, they get under the wire.
1: Whew. Damn. What a Wild West time it was back then.
0: But you, you know? know, there's so many old records that, like, the rights can't be more than, like, 10 bucks a year or something to play, you know, like there's so many old, just random weird shit that, you know, if you're, if you're digging through crates, um, you can find some just no name, whatever. And you know, I'm sure to clear the samples off of some stuff like that. Be I feel, nothing.
1: I feel like now is a good time in like media to be able to do that because we have access to looking up, you know, the the samples on different songs or whatever. In the liner notes yeah. of the album, you can find it on, like, Wikipedia or Discogs or whatever. I think
0: there's an uh, a site called Who Sampled This? It's a, okay. Something like that. And yeah. you can, like, look up a, like a song, and it'll tell you what every sample is from.
1: Right. And in the age of streaming, you know, you can go and listen to that original song. Yeah. And then, yeah. hopefully, uh, that will kick some money back toward that artist or something I like cannot
0: that. tell you the number of old songs that I've picked up on because I was like, I really love this sample. Then I found out what the sample was. I went and found the original song. I was like, this fucking slaps. And yeah. like, there's so many songs that I listen to that are literally just like sampled from like modern hip hop stuff or, you know, modern nineties, 2000s. because there was a lot more sampling going on in the nineties. And eighties. Uh, but yeah, there's so much stuff that I have that I just fucking like MF doom. I can't tell you. I, I like hundreds of songs that mm-hmm. I've like tracked down the samples to, and I'm like, yeah, this fucking slaps. Like, yeah. I get why he sampled this. The song mm-hmm. fucking rules, and I've never heard it. Like, right. and I've heard a lot of like weird old music, and like the crates he was digging through, man. I I don't even fucking know. Like, yeah. he found mm-hmm. one of five albums that no one else remembers and mm-hmm. managed to snag it.
1: That's cool. You breathe new life Love into it. it, you know.
0: And you know today with like SoundCloud and stuff, um, you can. You can sample a song, put it on SoundCloud, as long as you're not charging money for it, they can't take it down. You can mm-hmm. sample anything, um, as long as you're not monetizing it. Yeah, and so what a lot of people yeah. do is,
1: <laughs> honestly, you can sample anything with nipples.
0: <laughs> can you sample me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right, uh, we went there. Yeah, we did. <laughs> and then uh, uh, you can you can go out and tour on that. Like you can literally like build a following. So many guys have built followings off of just SoundCloud alone, although it's not as not as popular as it was back in like, especially like the uh, later 2000s, early 2010s, you know, like yeah. that was when SoundCloud was like the shit and like every P I was going there to just to like find new music on SoundCloud. Uh, and I sc- discovered a ton of really awesome artists on there because they, they are free to do whatever they want, sample whatever they want and then put it out there. And then they might get picked up by a label or get picked up for a tour. And honestly, you're making more money off of touring than you are off of album sales because mm-hmm. nobody fucking buys albums anymore. So, so you know you can the, the model has changed. Whereas before it was like you got to put an album together, you got to get on a label, you got to get it radio play, and then you might get to go on tour. Mm-hmm. Whereas like now it's a lot easier, I think, for artists to connect with each other without having to go through labels and um, build themselves up through word of mouth. You know, spreading things on Reddit, on YouTube, on Twitter, whatever, um, even TikTok, Instagram, all those kind of things. You know, we'll pick up on. Uh all oh, this like I mean Old Town Road is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. Like he literally was just like grabbing samples and mashing them together and like got everything cleared, thankfully, mm-hmm. because for one, Trent is a, a saint and was just like, Yeah, you can have
1: it. Trent from Nine Ish Nells who uh, yeah, made a song that was sample. I, I
0: say it like I know Trent right Yeah. yeah. You know good old my, my my buddy Trent. Um He got my name wrong guys.
1: again um
0: like let him have the sample it was just Mm -hmm. like i like hey you're an up-and-coming artist you're doing something neat and original here you can have it
1: and then trent Reznor went on to win a country music award yes he did
0: (laughs) which i love
1: (laughs) and then he went to work on a pixar film and it was a really good movie so And, and really good music too yeah so yeah yeah
0: trent is a he's a fascinating man he, like... Absurdly I, talented.
1: I feel like, especially in the early part of Trent Reznor's career, very dark music, very dark yeah, mind space. But now, he's still there, but also able to do other things, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> like, like, he's
0: able to merge that dark thing that he had in with uh, more, you know, like, positive or, or, or at least not as... Just not as dark yeah. um, kind of sounds. Like, all of his... Um, like you ever listen to the, the, the social network soundtrack?
1: I yeah, I have before. It's yeah. so fucking good. Yeah. yeah.
0: I, I listen to it all the time cuz it's no words and like it, when I'm like working and I'm just, you know, on my computer typing up spreadsheets, mm-hmm. I put that shit on and man, I'm fucking vibing. Yeah. I feel like I'm Mr. Hacker. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm uh uh, uh what, what I feel like I'm Mr. Zuckerberg himself.
1: I was going to say I could not like I could picture his dumb looking face, but I couldn't think of his name. <laughs> he's he's so nerdy i saw
0: on reddit somebody did an a or maybe it was twitter uh somebody uh did an ai image of zuckerberg standing in the slums and like (laughs) you know an ai you usually look at a picture of somebody that's done an ai and you're like yeah it looks good, but like there's something off on the face. It it made him look more human. <laughs> it was so, he looked like a normal human being.
1: That's like, what that uh, White Zombie song is about. He didn't even know. He didn't even know. He was writing the lyrics for that. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Damn. Uh, well, good, good. I, I, uh, a great discussion yeah. about sampling, and then also a, a fantastic song as well. I'm going to look further into that. Good. Uh, I, too, have a song that oh, I want to yeah. play for you. Uh, I... I wanna see if you know who this is. It's possible that maybe you know this song, uh, but it's something that you and I have never talked about before. So I'm gonna play this here.
0: Let's talk about you,
1: baby. Okay, here we go. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. I'm liking it so far. Somebody's working those drumsticks.
0: Uh. Okay.
1: Pretty good so far. Oh, shit. We got that double face, baby. Fuck. Do you know who this is? I thought
0: it was going to go pop punk for a second, and then
1: we went down. I was like, hey, oh, here we go. Do you know who this is? Is it Sum 41? Sum 41, baby. Are you fucking serious? Holy <laughs> shit. Sum 41 out for blood from 2019. Way to go. <laughs> Fantastic job, dude! <laughs> I said that half
0: as a joke.
1: You fucking nailed it! <laughs> I uh, I heard this song on Sirius XM. I think it was at the Punk Station. Could have been like one of the other ones, but they they play a lot of Sum 41. And I'm like, damn, I've been sleeping on this band, uh, because I remember liking them back in the day. But then, like, you know, radio, like terrestrial radio at the time, just kind of like they they didn't really like play them where we live you know yeah yeah uh there was no streaming services at that time and whatnot so uh i just like if that music wasn't presented to me i didn't really check it out right and then like i went back and i found um like a best of album i was listening through that this was like a couple years ago i was like god damn some 41 has some like fucking bangers they do i think this is like yeah they they've since changed drummers so that like
0: oh i like that old drummer yeah he was fun
1: uh this new guy fucking rules. So, Actually, yeah, this drummer. is good
0: as hell. Um, I cannot believe
1: that. <laughs> that, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like for the listener,
0: I, this is not a bit. He did not show this to me. I just was like, because initially it was like, oh, almost like punk, punk pop, but then it went to that like got that darker chord, and I was like, oh, oh I kind of reminds me of Sun Forty One, like kind of what they did it a little bit. And I said it halfway as a joke. That's fucking
1: crazy. Nope. Yeah, what? this song
0: bangs. I yeah, like
1: this. It's good. Uh, it's uh, called. I guess that the album is Order and Decline. The song is Out for Blood. The band Sum 41. So check them out. I meant to when we went on the Terror Table for that episode where we discussed uh, Queen of (laughs) the Stone Age, Queen of the Damned, (laughs) and uh, Dracula 2000. I meant to ask them about Sum 41. I know it's not new metal, but you know uh, they are Canadian, like the host of the Terror Table. Oh yeah, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) Hey, they have a brown guy. Leave him alone. Uh, are they all circumcised? Uh, probably not the brown guy. I would have, Oh, that's a good question. I would hope I mean, so. if his parents are
0: immigrants, probably not. I don't know.
1: Let's call them. So, so, yeah. <laughs> well, I know it. Let's go Mitch.
0: You're Canadian. What do you think of
1: <laughs> But yeah, some 41. Uh, I, I wonder if uh, Mitch and Boozy uh, like some 41 uh, because, Lord knows I do. Uh, I they, they seem to be prolific. They seem like they they still are fairly popular in Canada. Yeah. But uh, yeah, for whatever reason, they just don't have as much play down here, which is a shame because they put yeah. out some like quality shit.
0: I cannot. I think it was their third album where it was like uh, I think it was the drummer, but he was in like zombie makeup and he was like scratching <laughs> yeah. his head or something. Does this
1: look infected? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: So that was the one where they went more in like a metal direction. Yeah. Um, I fucking love that album. Like, I I liked the first two okay, but I was like kind of like out of a pop punk thing by that point. But yeah. I was like, the eh, song, the eh, songs are fun, you know. But um, I, I wasn't like, this is the greatest or anything, you know. It was fine. But then whenever they had that album, like they had one song um, that got some radio play where they were like playing on like a look like an old sound stage or something. Yeah. Um, I was like, man, this fucking slaps. And I went and bought it. And it, uh, wait, maybe it wasn't that one. No, it was that one. They I, know, have a song, I know what song you're talking about. Grab the devil by the horns and fuck him up the ass.
1: Oh, that one. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I was thinking of a different song. You know, I, now that I think about it, it maybe on a different
0: album. But I always loved that, that song title.
1: Uh- <laughs> uh, I mean, like, you, you got to appreciate the uh, the sins of humor. Oh, yeah. That those fellas have, you know, so. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I mean they, they definitely have like musical chops, so uh, they should be celebrated and um, brought For back. Sure. Yeah, brought absolutely. back to the states. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's the music shit. Music. So, music. Uh, do you have anything else before we move on to the comic of our times? I do not. Okay, well let's move on to Shadow Hawk issue one <laughs> from uh, 1992. We're still in the year of 92 with all of the Image comic stuff. Uh, the first issues from the original founders. This one came out on August 13th of 1992. And uh, I have a... Real quick before we move
0: yeah. on, next year I'm going to be some 41-year-old
1: guy. Go ahead. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you, me? <laughs> <laughs> hey. So, uh, foreshadow Hawk. Uh, it says here that uh, it was released, uh, or at the time it was released, it sold three quarters of a million copies. Seven hundred and fifty thousand copies. That's too much for me <laughs> I'm sorry. And then uh sorry, on, Jimmy V on the same day. So wait, we
0: have accurate yeah. we have accurate numbers for, Shadowhawk, for Shadow Hawk, but Wildcats and Spawn, Young Blood get fucked. No, no, we had
1: accurate numbers for it was just Wildcats that was the one oh, that was, was like dicey. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. yeah, Jim Lee is very, very protective. Yes. Very protective. You do not you don't you don't talk to the Here's my like that.
0: Jim Lee impression. Hi, I'm Jim Lee. You
1: <laughs> <laughs> thought I was going to do something racist. No, no, no. I, uh, my only note is you don't sound uh, busy and tired enough. <laughs> <laughs> but like he's just like uh, running on fumes constantly. Um, uh, well,
0: yeah. Have you heard the rumors about him? I have heard this from multiple sources that apparently he used to be a huge cokehead. Oh.
1: What? What did you say?
0: He used to be a huge cokehead.
1: Oh. Like, really? Yeah. He seems like very buttoned up and uh, conservative to I mean, me. It's
0: one you least Maybe suspect. not politically,
1: but like no, yeah, but
0: I, I've heard from multiple sources that it's like in the comics community, it's known that Jim Lee was like at least was at one point like a raging cokehead.
1: Who told you this, Jay Lee?
0: Uh huh. His brother. <laughs> Some of <a>
1: it. <laughs> <laughs> his his dad, his Stanley. Really, <laughs> yeah, Stanley. <his dad's> <laughs> um, their
0: dad is Bruce Lee. Weird.
1: Wow, that's so crazy. Excel. It's a talented ass family, you know. It is, yeah. Um, let's see, let's see. Uh, so on the same day, August thirteenth, there was also we're not covering it on this episode, but Brigade Number One by Eric Stevenson and uh, Merritt Michaels was the first comic from an Image partner studio, which was Rob Liefeld's uh, Liefeld uh, Extreme Studios. Extreme. Extreme. So. Um, oh, okay. there's that bit of information. Gabe, was the
0: guy with with the, with the, was he the guy with mm. the, the ponytail? Uh,
1: ponytails? yeah, he had like a, a side braid right here. I'll, okay.
0: I'll that's sure exactly there. what yeah. I was picturing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Silver Batman and <laughs> booster gold. is in there. All right. <laughs>
1: that's right. Uh, they were super original back in those days, uh-huh. you know? So, Shadowhawk, Issue 1. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> I uh, lent you my softcover uh, trade paperback. I think it's like, the first four issues and, like, some extra shit in the uh, the front and back of it. Uh, in addition to that, I have this, like—it's uh, not quite phone book size, but I've got this separate softcover edition over there on top of that pile. It's, like, a black-and-white compendium of Shadowhawk, and it's, like, the first—I don't like— 12, 18 issues, something like that, of the series. And I was like, it was like $10. And I thought, okay, let's go for it. Why not? You know? Um, I have a feeling that we're going to have a difference of opinion on this comic. Okay. So so when did you read this first issue? Had you read it in the past, or was this... Leading up to this podcast your first time.
0: It is possible that I read it back in the day. I okay. do not recall any of it.
1: Okay. All right.
0: So I read it today because I wanted to be fresh for it. mm mm-hmm. um, And, hmm. <laughs> Should I just give my overall opinion up front?
1: Sure. There's okay.
0: Well. I think there is some decent world building in here. Okay. Um, not like, it's tough because when you're going back to these comics that are like 30 years old, like, it's so hard to look at them with a truly, like, critical eye because you have to put yourself in the time period. And, like, right. for the time, this was still, like, considered not cutting edge, but, like, modern, right? right? Looking back on this after 30 years, the language of comics have changed so much that it just feels so fucking derivative of everything. mm mm-hmm like it is the most it is like every cliche in the book is in this book. Uh-huh. I don't know that there's like an original idea that I came across once. But also, it's hard to say because this was 30 years ago. Yeah. Um and so, you know, at the time this probably was, you know, you got to think this is in the midst of like Punisher War Journal and I mean the whole image revolution, so like grim dark stuff was new and it was exciting like yeah. Alan Moore had just really started it five six seven years prior mm-hmm. you know like I mean he hadn't been doing it for that long um and so you know there's some I don't want to say anything bad about it right because it is what it is <laughs> like I don't know that sounds very vague but it's like you read it and you're like okay okay Mm-hmm. This is like just your typical '90s superhero origin, like vigilante right. origin story. Like, and there's nothing particularly new or innovative in it. Mm-hmm. The art um, is not good. It's not bad. <laughs> okay, it's like a, it's like passable. You know, it's mm-hmm. like very middle of the road. I don't like how he writes black people at all.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: I'm going to I'm going to say that just like right up front. Um mm-hmm. there's some really bad uh,
1: um here. Now, none of them say the n-word uh in this N- issue. No. Right.
0: You just got here in time, man. There goes another one. Yep, the man is hell bent on burning us out, brother. Oh hojo, that's just the pipe talking. Maybe, maybe not, but that don't necessarily mean it ain't true um it it's just sounds great it's mm, it's and there's like a there's like a white guy uh named Arson who's like burning down <laughs> all of these um like inner city like apartment complexes and stuff uh-huh. um and you know it, it's just like one of the one of the main guys in the first one is like. He he sells empty VCR boxes, stuff full of bricks to people to rip them off, so he can go bite crack. And it's just mm-hmm. like, man, <laughs> I
1: don't know, I don't know, man. Um, First of all, uh, Arson's costume looks great, and that it looks bad, <laughs> like every other. So nineties, like, <laughs> yeah. But he saves a dog. He does save a dog, you know. So he's he's kind of a good guy in that way. Yeah, you know? he just I'm I'm assuming racist
0: and. Uh,
1: Burning down black. Well, cartoons. yeah, he's white. We can all oh, assume, yeah. you know. <laughs> we must all assume. Um, can you flip back to the beginning of this yeah, uh, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. this book here and, and go over the uh, the credits uh, for this? Yeah,
0: um, written and illustrated by Jim Valentino, lettered by Diane Valentino, huh? mm-hmm. colored by Digital Chameleon, mm-hmm. proofread by Eric
1: Stevens. Oh, really? Is that what it says? Uh huh. Proofread oh, by Eric Stevenson. Wild. Okay. Well, Ooh. very hands off.
0: Eric Stevenson was a letterer, he, he, right?
1: He released Brigade earlier, th- or at the same time this comic came out. So interesting. Uh, he's a like a writer. He uh, he's uh, currently the like publisher. Of okay, NB's that's comics. what
0: that's a publisher. That's right. Uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah,
1: he he does some like writing here and there. Uh, I don't know if he okay. did lettering. He might have been like a production guy. Back when they were like getting everything fired up, or maybe like a right. coordinator, or evidently a proofreader at the very least. Yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, I I feel like he <laughs> was it, he was integral to Image Comics. From proofreader
0: to editor in chief. Hey, hey,
1: you know what? We can all dream. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So, uh, what do you think about the the cover to the comic? I don't know if it has it. In Is it that... just
0: the red eye one? Uh the Yeah, silver it, it's with it's the red this one. Yeah. yeah, that
1: looks good. Now, do you know who did this cover? I do not. So, it's penciled by Jim Valentino with inks by Rob
0: Liefeld. I almost said Rob Liefeld. Yeah,
1: it's you, okay. you Now that you know, you could see it, right? Oh, for like sure. it, it totally for makes sure. sense. Yes. Um, here, I'm going to I'm going to get up and go grab that other collection here. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, on um, on this, what did you think about the like overall story for it? Cause you had mentioned that you like the, the, the world building aspect of it, but what about the, um, the world or the, the, the overall story for an issue one anyway,
0: it's fine. Like it sets things up like in a, uh, in a very like, uh, stereotypical, like first issue kind of thing. Right. Like, like all the pieces are there. It's not, it's not reinventing the medium. All the pieces are there. Um, and, and comparing that to some of the image comics that we've read, it's clear that he has a better grasp on just overall storytelling than than some of the other in, image guys have so far. Um, so I think for that, in, in that aspect, it's like, okay, like, obviously they're, you know, setting things up in a way that it's going to pay off later, probably, hopefully. And, you know, it, it's, it's all like... All the pieces are there. They're not doing anything particularly exciting, yeah. but it's like you can tell this is following like a, a like a, a story structure that you're used to, mm-hmm. as opposed to um, something like Young Blood, which makes uh, absolutely not, no goddamn sense and is just an excuse for him <laughs> to draw them in uh, uh, different poses. Yeah, um, but but there's just like. That grim, dark stuff is so cliche now that, like, mm. if you were to do this comic today, it would come across as, like, pure parody. Like, I could see, like, Joe Casey doing something like this as, like, a parody of 90s vigilante superheroes.
1: I could see that, yeah. Because it there's no levity at all. Zero. In here. Like, there... the closest thing is the 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 villain saving the dog. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, man. I hope that... He doesn't, like, fucking fry the dog. I was expecting that, me, it, to be honest, yeah, but he didn't.
0: Yeah, Um Did you read the prelude? Uh,
1: I have before. I think I, okay. like, read the whole trade last year, um, but I didn't reread it this time because I wanted to go in pure for this conversation, you know? I don't want that to, to cloud my judgment. Did you read it?
0: Yeah, so I just wanted to read this little excerpt here real quick, Um, just to kind of just to kind of exhibit what I'm saying. Like, if you were to write this now, it would come across as parody, but he was writing it seriously. So here, here's the kind of the intro where he's like uh, posing on a rooftop. Last night, you threw the paper down in disgust. You have stood silently by long enough. A grandmother was brutally raped. Oh God! A young boy (laughs) eviscerated. A father abused his own daughter was set free on a technicality. You used to believe in the system. You can't anymore. It has failed you. It has failed society.
1: And we live in a society. What? Yeah. Hey, Bratman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the joker, baby. <laughs> um,
0: so, like, do like, you see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it, it almost comes across as parody now. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to, like, go, okay, I'm reading this strictly in a 90s context.
1: Yes, for sure.
0: Um, and also, you know, I think out of all of the the image seven, mm-hmm. I hate to say this, but uh, Valentino um, is not the best artist. <laughs> he, uh, I wouldn't put but, him in the top six. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a bad artist. He's not bad. No, it's just very basic.
1: You know, as as I was going through this last night, I was. Specifically looking at the art because it does seem, I don't want to say amateur, but I don't want to say polished either. You know, Um,
0: it looks like it looks like an off brand first comics.
1: It looks like something that would be published by Fantagraphics to me is what that looks like. These
0: are like uh, independent comic book cuz I was listening to one of our episodes and we were going on about comics and dropping all these references like all the audience just like immediately <laughs> understood that and I was like we might need to like explain some mm-hmm. of this. Um uh, the, the, uh so there's there's been a lot of comic publishers throughout the years um uh that have,
1: Marvel, DC, <laughs> the uh the rest. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and the rest um Uh, there's been a lot of comic publishers pop up. Some have lasted longer than others. Some are still inexplicably around today. Um, uh, but a lot of them have fallen off. And generally back in the day, the way you kind of got hired was you would get hired at a place like, like Fantagraphics or first or next or any of these, um, sort of, uh, quote unquote, like independent comic publishers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you would kind of hone your craft there, and then you would eventually get kind of picked up by, like, Marvel or DC. Yeah. Um, to do, like, a like a Marvel team-up or, like, a DC one-shot or something. And then, you know, if you proved your worth and people liked your work, you would eventually get put on, like, higher and higher profile books. They, uh, And then that, that that was the case, I feel like, up until probably a few years ago. I feel like I don't see that as much anymore. I mean, you still see people start out in indie and move their way up, but... Right now, it's kind of easy to publish your own digital shit. So I think a lot of people like you know will just post on Instagram and Twitter, and or I've heard of a ton webtoons. of people. Get, yeah, and people yeah. just get picked up from there. Yeah, like they don't even go through the whole publishing process, and they'll get picked up and put on like a really good book if they've got a good pro uh, portfolio. Um, but back in the day, yeah, you you most most of these guys started out um, doing kind of lower tier work. Then you get Image come along, and then Image is snagging up all of these new. Artists like left and right, they were. I remember Image was always being like, Hey, Sinister Portfolio. And I know a lot of guys got picked up just by sending in work, like Brett Booth. Um, I know was picked up that way, uh, I'm sure there's others, uh, but like, yeah, a lot of guys got picked up just by sending in packets straight to Image and remember at this time image was technically selling more than dc right. so they were really the big 3 instead mm-hmm. of the big 2 yeah uh, image has since moved back to the number 3 position um a solid number 3 position because they're putting out some incredible stuff now image is killing it um but uh yeah looking back on this it's it's kind of wild to see some of this stuff like well, and think about how all this came together, and, and how chaotic behind the scenes it was. Like I didn't know that as a kid. I just thought like, oh, they're starting a new comic company. It'll just be like Marvel and DC. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> there was a lot of stuff, a lot of a lot of growing pains with that or those early days.
1: Well, speaking of growing pains, uh, and going back to the cover, I had to make a detour just so I could go get this book. Right. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, so on that collected edition and that cover page that you flipped to, the the Darkhawk helmet is on full display solid black background but the the helmet itself is silver and then you have the logo above right it. yeah um on the actual comic it was printed it was like embossed and it had this chromium look to it it's kind of cool looking. i
0: definitely remember seeing that number one in a million long
1: boxes <laughs> yeah, so many yeah. quarter bins and whatnot yeah now In this collection, is called Shadowhawk Chronicles, Volume 1, Jim Valentino and Friends. Uh, Again, this—oh, sorry, uh, list price was $19.99. I think I got it for $10 through an uh, online retailer. Um, This has the actual, like, cover artwork in it, but it's with that black layer removed for the background. So you can see uh, the jawline for Shadowhawk in there. Oh. And uh, here I'm gonna slide this to you and uh, let you take a look at it because it's such like, a half ass. It's not even like it's like an eighth ass effort to put that jawline on Shadow Hawk. So Shadow Hawk has a like the the oh, the, the silver part of his helmet is like from the cheekbone up essentially, and then like the rest of his like his jaw is all black. So when you have it on that black background, it's just it just fades into it, right? So he, they could have just not included that. But one of them included, like, the tiniest, most wimpy whisper of a outline on this. And it's we'll... not
0: even, like, proportional. It's like...
1: No, it's, it's, like, crooked, kind of. But uh, we'll post this on our socials. <laughs> oh, but boy, uh, that
0: looks bad. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's it, it's so weird. Like, why even bother with it? You didn't have to, like, draw no. that, you know? So, well, hey, they tried, you know?
0: What was Valentino doing before he joined with Image?
1: Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy for Marvel. But not like... Really? The old Yeah, the Guardians, old, right? like their original Guardians, not like the Rocket. The Guardians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh, okay. Oh, man, wait. Missed opportunity for Mountain Dew. Dew flavored dew. It's whistling good. Hey, y'all, I'm Mary Poppins. <laughs> it's coming down. <laughs> it's just writing one of these lids down. <laughs> um, but going back to Valentino's art, I, I did notice that he did draw... Backgrounds often, uh, which is not always the case for True. some yeah. of the other ones, right? So Jim Lee and, and Rob Liefeld weren't always doing that, but um, uh, yeah, there's there's just something about his his art that's not quite there with the other ones, and I, I think yeah. for me in particular, I think the the cross hatching is a little too um, purposeful. And it's like, okay, I need to put a line here. Then I'm going to move down this exact amount, put a line there, move down that same amount again. It's not like feathered right. properly or whatever.
0: Everybody's uh, trying to do the Jim Lee thing and almost no one is pulling it off.
1: Well, I think it's from um, like Barry Windsor Smith. Uh, they okay. mentioned this well, recently yeah, on uh, that makes sense. on Cartoonist Kayfabe. They talked about that. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's the missing piece there. Well,
0: but Barry Windsor Smith wasn't, I mean, look, he's incredible. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Jim Lee was the one that like really popularized that, um, that kind of brought all of that stuff to like the the uh, to the masses, and I think influenced a lot of people. But yeah, you're right. He was a, he was almost for sure was influenced by Barry Windsor Smith. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and I th- I wonder like how much of that is like Jim Lee versus Scott Williams? Because if you've ever seen Jim Lee ink his own shit, yeah, it's like very Frank Miller blocky kind of look to it still yeah. looks good but it's totally different than like the classic True. You're yeah looking scott at, williams know? probably
0: does add a lot to that yeah
1: um
0: i did notice yes. on um uh i i, I was looking at a lot of the graffiti because you know you're saying he does backgrounds and mm-hmm. he does a lot of graffiti in the backgrounds um i noticed on on one of the pages in the background there's a tag that says welcome dale kiwan
1: oh okay
0: and right beside it is eisner is god
1: interesting okay
0: I would have said Kirby, but you do you, bub.
1: <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not,
0: not knocking Will Eisner.
1: Look, everybody's going to have their own influences, you know. Um, sure. I, I don't have the single issue of this, which I, is something that I, if I come across in the wild, I'm definitely going to snatch it up. I'd love to have like an original first issue from all of these founders. But I'm curious oh, yeah. if at the beginning of this issue, one, if it says, you know, b- co-published by Malibu or whatever, uh, like it did on like Spawn and some oh, other right. shit. Oh, right. Um, or if it has, uh, special thanks to Jack Kirby or something like they do for some of these as well. Right. I'd be yeah. i about that.
0: That's a good point.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I am assuming that they were all helped out by Malibu initially.
1: Yeah. They were like helping with like getting them up and running and helping them, uh, the, the image creators get up on their feet from my knowledge, I guess.
0: Uh, Malibu was another uh, publisher out there um, mm-hmm. that was actually kind of, kind of doing a little bit of what image would do later, except with just not as good talent behind it. Um, <laughs> they tried. They really I, did. They got like Bart Sears. And there was you know, a, was? Uh, Marv Wolfman I think was on a lot of them.
1: Uh, there was a cartoon, an ultra force cartoon. Do you remember this? It, it looked like it oh, wanted to be yeah. the X-Men cartoon. Yes. Kind of like the wild cartoon wanted to be right. the X-Men cartoon. But it, it wasn't. It just simply was not. It had
0: like Prime and the ooze.
1: Yeah, that. Yeah, I can't remember that guy's name. The Prime is correct. The the. You talk about the guy in the like trench coat. I think it was the ooze? Was it the ooze? I'm almost positive. I don't uh, know why I remember that. It bumps me out that you are probably correct.
0: Ooze was a ooze was a big thing back in the nineties. <laughs> the Ninja Turtles were were molded by it. We had Gak. You know, it was all about ooze. That's. <laughs> But honestly, no odds, that wouldn't you know? surprise
1: me, you know, if they were like, "Oh, the Ninja Turtles have boobs. Let's throw this in a comic book."
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, did, did you notice that um he doesn't number his pages? He just writes 16 17 at the bottom like full oh, words. Really? He like yes. spells
1: out the words? Yes, look. Interesting.
0: I don't know if it's in that one, but uh wow. He just writes 16 17. How funny. Uh, okay. which is just fully spells them out like Doing something different, I guess. (laughs) He fights some cops. There's a woman reporter that wants to do the real news and not this stuff you want me to do. You know, it's all just so...
1: That's that's not in this edition of it. So maybe like after the fact, he was like, "No, we're just gonna pop those words out of there." That actually looks better than this. Well, that's on this particular page. Uh, there's, um, l- let me show you this one page where uh, Darkhawk is. I had to like read the the text. If you go to the one that looks like this, uh, oh, it has the, the right. name name of the chapter, "A Nightmare Walking." Yes. Uh, He's, like, sitting on top of a roof ledge and is, I guess, covered in blood. It's hard to tell on this because it's all printed in black and white and gray. Right. So it's it's very difficult to tell, like, if he's covered in blood. And then, like, some of the caption boxes. Oh, yeah. I think in the printed comic, it has, like, a, a red border around it. This is not that, and there's a gradient behind right. the caption. So it, uh, it doesn't quite read well. But um, that said, I do like this collection because it looks... Because it does kind of look trashy and it reminds me of like manga back in the day. Like if you bought Shonen Jump or something like that, it was printed on poor quality paper. Yes. Because they don't, like over in Japan, they don't think about comics the way we do here, where it's like, it's just like, oh, here's a thing, you know? Like a newspaper almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's meant to be disposable.
0: I I did read, I went ahead and read the second issue because it said, um, Extra Spawn lurks within these pages on the cover. And I was like, oh, Spawn's in this. All right. Let's see literally two pages and he just comes down and is like, are you a good guy or a bad guy? He's like, I'm a good guy and Spawn's like, all right, I trust you (laughs) and that's it for Spawn.
1: Well, an interesting thing here is that not only are uh, both these characters single image comic characters, uh, which I think for launching a new, like, not only a new publisher, but Mm -hmm. a new, like, series, maybe a more focused way to go on it, but also, uh, and we don't find out in the first issue, but, uh, spawn is black. And so is Shadowhawk. Right. Does that come? Did you flip through the rest of that? I didn't even bother to look. I couldn't, um, I couldn't remember if it shows I, his identity, Shadowhawk's uh, identity in this
0: kind of, uh, yeah, I, I, I flipped through it cause, cause then like savage dragon was in the next issue. And I was like, All right. I didn't like read it closely because the, the prose is not great in this. Um, but yeah, like dragon shows up, savage dragon shows up, but no, I don't think he ever takes his mask off. Although there, you get like little hints. Um, uh, uh, let's see here, here. Um, you find yourself fearing what might happen once the troops leave. I don't think the heat has died down yet. One man is heard saying you pray that they will heed Rodney King's plaintive plea. Stop making it horrible. Can't we all just get along? You're reminded of another man named King. A man with a dream. So he's like he's like referencing like Rodney King and Martin Luther King. Um yeah. so I think like knowing that he is black, um you're kinda like, okay, I think I, I think I see like what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um or like what, what they're what they're what they're hinting at at least.
1: So it doesn't ever it doesn't ever show point. him without his mask on. No. Interesting. Wow, they waited a long time to reveal that, I guess. Yeah, I, I yeah. think this was like the first series i'm gonna flip back through this um let's see i think it goes from like the first four issues which are there yeah it goes through uh shadow hawk one through four and then it goes to shadow hawk two one through four i believe and then it's um it's kind of like just a series of miniseries up through like essentially 18 issues wow. by a jim valentino i think huh. and uh Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't have that in there. Maybe they just like teased it out for a while for some reason. It seems like, yeah, I wonder a long time. I wonder if there was a a reason for that. Like, if Todd McFarlane said, No, I'm doing the black superhero, you have to (laughs) wait, you have to wait for me. So they just like put that on the the back burner. I
0: wouldn't put it past him. Um, I I do love this, uh, Shadowhawk issue number four, this cover by Eric Larson. Yes, that fucking slap.
1: So this is. This was my gateway into the Savage Dragon comic because oh, okay. our friend Adam, uh, when he and I used right. to live together in Tulsa, he had an, a spare issue of Savage Dragon, or I'm not Savage Dragon, Shadow Hawk laying around. It was that. It was issue four, where Shadow Hawk is fighting Savage Dragon. Yeah, I read that and I was like, oh, I got to check this guy out, and I did. I've like been buying Savage Dragon ever since.
0: that yeah, fucking rules. It does. But yeah, overall, I mean, this issue number one is like i said it's a all the pieces are there mm-hmm. the dialogue is really really bad or at least really cliche looking back on it by today's uh, uh standards um but you know it it kind of after the first issue i was like all right I, you know it's a guy that breaks people's spines i'll <laughs> keep reading
1: fine they, they do keep like he does it a lot. Yeah. He keeps doing it. It's not just
0: the first issue. He, <laughs> he breaks a lot of people's spines in this book.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm curious to know what like when this came out versus that issue of Batman, uh, oh, like Bane, Nightfall, yeah, where Bane breaks his Bane's, back or whatever. I wonder if those two are I think related. That came
0: out before this, but that could be wrong. I don't know. Um,
1: because that does seem like, oh, Image Comics is out. We have to do something extreme with our characters, so we're going to kill superman we're going to you know that you, you might be
0: right yeah because like asriel and stuff was like a very like
1: yeah edgy character it was supposed to be like a almost a parody of the image comics version yeah. of that character although
0: i really so did you ever read those first four asriel i think it's called Sword of asriel um <laughs> so I, I think it's denny o'neill and joe quesada
1: yeah uh, I bought – I've read issues two and four of that series because <laughs> cause I got them in, like, a uh, a bundle pack at, like, Walden Books back in the day for, like, oh, yeah. a couple of bucks or whatever. And they had this silver border oh, around them because they were reprints, you know? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, but I liked them. I thought they were, like – they looked cool. I couldn't tell you what the story is about. but
0: That was back when uh, uh, Joey Q was firing on all cylinders. Yeah. I'm not saying he's a bad artist now, um, but, uh, man, back then, fuck. Yeah. His art was – next level. Mm-hmm. I you know, look. I think I think Cassada would have been a great
1: maybe Shadow Hawk.
0: Maybe bit, yeah. Jim Valentino could set this one out and <laughs> Like if you think about cuz this would you say that this is the weakest image number 1?
1: No. I wouldn't personally. Uh, I'll Young be Blood. honest with you. I fucking like <laughs> Shadowhawk. Hawk. Okay. I do. I okay. I was surprised myself. Um because only because I never read it before, yeah. like last year or whatever. And I wanted to just try it, you know, like, because this is yeah. like from the era of nostalgia. Like like heroin. That, you just want to try it once. Yeah, just just like a couple of times during work hours. Yeah, yeah sure. sure. Uh, just, you know, I'm, I'm sitting in traffic on the on the way to pick up my kid. Sure. sure. I'll bang some fucking horse. Yeah, of course. It's, fu- it's America. What am I supposed <laughs> to do? Not do that? Yeah. I got Get- Narcan
0: on me. Fuck off.
1: Eat a shit.
0: I don't know. but I've I, never done drugs before, but I think I'm going to start with fentanyl. <laughs>
1: um, <so laughs> I'm just going to hang out in places where I think I'm going to get ethered. Yeah, 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 yeah That's
0: yeah. fine, you know? Yeah. 1920s London. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's right. <laughs> Guy with a gunny sack and a... a blackjack. <laughs> <laughs> um But, you know, this is like an era of nostalgia that you and I grew up in. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, this is a, a flavor of that that I've not experienced before. And as I was reading through this, this reminded me a lot of comics that I would try to make when I was uh, yeah. a child during this time. Yeah. You know? And I think that's why I liked it. And also, I feel like out of the issues we've read so far, this, like Hawk really follows closer to what I feel like the promise of image was going to be at launch, which was more quote unquote extreme versions of superheroes. Like right. Spawn would later become that kind of, but I feel like Shadowhawk, every other page is breaking someone's fucking spine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I feel like this is like the, the art is the least brutal, but the overall story and the character is the most brutal that we've seen so far. Yeah. In uh the image uh founder's work up to this point. Uh,
0: yeah, that, that that definitely that makes sense.
1: And also I'll say that Savage Dragon like very quickly gets brutal where there's like just people being ripped in half and a lot of like graphic oh murders. It's just just based on the, the, the first issues that we've covered so far, that's sure. that's where I'm getting that. And I who, will who 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 is
0: this artist? This I this looks so familiar. It, who is this? It might
1: be Jay Lee, like the old Jay Lee. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think uh at a certain point he called in like other artists. Yeah, if you flip to the beginning, it'll lay out the the credits. Go one more page. Back that away. Ah, there I you see. go. Um, but yeah, like overall I I like Shadowhawk. Um eventually he would like go on to team up with uh Invincible and Firebreather and this character named Zephyr from this uh, comic called Noble Causes. Mm-hmm. And uh they they were all like teenagers it was almost like a teen titans for like image comics characters it was kind of I don't fun even remember that yeah it was like it was only four issues or whatever but it was i was reading those other three series at the time so i thought well let me check out you know shadow hawk stuff at some point
0: okay it's walter mcdaniel
1: oh really somebody hadn't
0: seen in forever but i was like i know this art yeah walt mcdaniel of uh that great amazing run of night hawk jesus christ night wait
1: wasn't that scott mcdaniel
0: you're right. That was Scott McDaniel. Who the fuck
1: is Walter McDaniel?
0: It's his brother. <laughs> Call the police. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah. It's okay. Uh, yeah. Hey, it's not bad. I, I just.
1: <sighs> and the other cool twist with Shadowhawk, again, that is not broached in, I guess, the first four issues. Right. There. And uh, I I know it's something that comes up because it's part of his lore. If people sure. know about Shadowhawk, they know two things. Three things. He breaks a lot of fucking backs. <laughs> he's a black guy. And then uh, eventually it's revealed that he has AIDS. Yes. So uh, that's that's another twist to that. And if he's a, a superhero out there, like beating people up, getting in scrapes, if he like gets blood on someone, I I, I my memory from reading a Wizard Magazine back in the day, yeah, uh, that was just something that like they had mentioned there. And yeah. I, I want to say that maybe there was a storyline or a plot point at some point juncture where uh him having aids and fighting crime so brutally uh came into play and there was like some i don't know it just seems like it could be interesting you know yeah um was he gay i don't know i don't know if he was
0: i feel like that was always like in the 90s like aids were always associated with homosexual men oh yeah um did you know that there's like a it's like a less than 10 percent chance like a like a considerably less than 10% chance like in the single digits Mm. that if you have sex with someone who has active AIDS or HIV, Mm -hmm. it's like very unlikely. Okay. Let me, let me, let me rephrase penis and vagina sex. It's very unlikely that you will catch AIDS from that. Like it's, it's, it's like astronomic. It might even be like 1% or less. It was something like I was shocked to read that because, um, AIDS is primarily translated from blood to blood so, and crypt to crip. uh, just everyone can play. Cover your ears, parents, cover your children's ears. Anal sex uh-huh. has a likely higher likelihood of like ripping or tearing, like small tears, not like <laughs> gashes, uh, but like like small tears. Um, uh, and just enough that it, it uh, um, it, it, it's mostly transmitted blood to blood, that even like penis and vagina sex is like very unlikely to give you aids hmm. that it's primarily anal sex which is why it was such a huge which is why it really spread amongst the gay community was because you know you know <laughs> i don't have to spell it out <laughs> um which I, I thought was interesting I, I always thought that like it's so contagious that if you have sex with someone who has aids like you're almost guaranteed to catch it but it's like now it's like very unlikely you will catch it interesting if you have penis vagina sex i should specify sorry yeah hmm. um anyways um
1: yeah okay so <laughs> <laughs> moving on transitioning um, from that
0: i still i still enjoyed it yeah uh, i just you know i had some
1: well to, to to ask the question you asked me was this the worst of the image comics oh, yeah. uh, issue ones that we've read so far like to you you're gonna say young blood uh for me yes i don't know about me but for me oh man um yeah, I'm going to say Young Blood only because Toss up with Wildcats? No, there's a different thing. I'll I'll, I'll, I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you uh in a, oh, okay. in a little bit. Oh, um, okay, okay. I think I going <laughs> yeah. to get that. Okay. So, um no, yeah, if I, I I would say Young Blood because it was a shitload of characters. The issue is split in two, and so you had half the amount of real estate with Three times the amount of characters that your brain can process. Yeah, and there wasn't really a whole lot of story. Someone no story on half of the issue. Uh, someone fights another person in a mall, and then on the flip side of it, they take out Saddam Hussein. <laughs> It's yep. a separate team So it's like How do these two things Come into play And one of the, the Catchiest parts Of the Young Blood concept at Especially at that time Yeah Is that they were superheroes Who were also celebrities Right
0: Which it, is not a, a Hardly at all Addressed in the comic
1: Not even in Even a little bit In that first no. issue Like somebody recognizes Him at the mall Or whatever But it's like People do that With yeah. like you know, I think I somebody know, Captain says Captain You're
0: America. America's sweethearts Or something like that
1: Yeah Just like an offhanded remark But yeah. it's not Yeah It, it was just it was just awkward. It was like a, a clunkily put together comic, but I mean, that's, that's how a lot of these are, you know?
0: You know what? The more I think about it, the more I think Wildcats number one is my favorite.
1: That's okay. I mean, it was like a pretty solid issue for what it was. There was a lot of text on some of those Wildcats pages, but yeah, also, yeah, it, yeah. it it I don't think it was necessarily like a slow comic.
0: No, and... and- so so with this I, I, I did read ahead, I guess, because this is like a trade. Um, but when I read ahead in the Wildcats, because uh, normally we're just reviewing issue one. We're not reviewing right. like the series or anything. So I so reading issue one, I was like, Man, I really want to know what happens next. And I didn't really like truly feel that with this. I was more like, oh, spawns in the next one. Oh, mm-hmm. Savage Dragons in the next one. <laughs> That's what kept me going. Yeah. Um, but uh with Wildcats, I was like fucking Dan Quayle? <laughs> and that hook right there where it was like, Dan Quayle is an evil alien. I was like, okay, I, I, I gotta, you gotta keep, keep reading. It. Yeah. I, so I uh, we we were talking after last record mm-hmm. about uh, 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 buying the Wildcats run volume oh, one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I won the bid on eBay.
1: Wow. Wait, oh, wait, wait, wait. Did you get like all the, like the full series? Not
0: the full series. But
1: uh, enough. A
0: good... A, a considerable chunk of the first okay, series. Then like and then there were some the like one shots or like mini series that were, but, but they're like by Jay Lee and Travis Cherry. So wow. it's like, all right, yeah, that's fuck awesome. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And like Alan Moore writes some of them. And I think, um, James Robinson writes some of them. Okay. So it's yeah. like all fucking solid. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like, it's like a good chunk. Not everyone, not the entire first volume, but like, this is going to take care of a, I, now I can just like, individual issue hunt for like the my my little gaps Mm -hmm. uh but i think it's like solid up until (laughs) (laughs) my thigh gap uh my
1: little gaps it sounds like a porno comic (laughs) i
0: think it's like issue 18 or 19 like it's it's a solid up until then and then i think there's like some missing issues between there but um yeah i won the bid i had like my alarm set because people were bidding against me on ebay initially it was like ten dollars for like a lot of i think like 56 comics wow um and somebody kept upping me, so I was like, "Man, fuck you!" So I set my timer on my phone, yeah, to for the for the countdown uh-huh. for the eBay countdown, and like, and I set it like two minutes before the the bid <laughs> the countdown was supposed to end, and he was winning. I just let him think he was gonna win it, yeah, and then like. I got logged in and I was like looking at my clock like counting down and I'm like okay we got 30 seconds left <laughs> and I just like bumped up the bid by like 5 bucks I'm yeah like, fuck you uh-huh. fuck your family <laughs> and, and I fucking won it Uh, oh, I, I got boy, yeah. I, I got that all of that for I think $33 with like shipping and handling included everything
1: so yeah, like, thir- like around
0: 30 bucks I got almost 60 issues
1: look like if you have the disposable income, why the fuck not? Yeah, treat yourself, it. King. You I know? A bunch
0: of Travis Charre issues in there, like that alone. Like I love Jim Lee too, but Travis Charé is like, you know, upper echelon yeah. uh, shit. And yeah. so I was like, fucking fuck, whoever's bidding. <laughs> I was like, I was like, man, I don't feel bad. If this is Brent, and I'm just like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm gonna win this. <laughs> uh but yeah I'm, I'm i'm gonna put together my wildcats volume one run and that's you, awesome you borrow it you can Borrow it. hell
1: yeah dude hell fuck yeah, yeah. Dude. I, I like years ago years like before i moved into my current house i tracked down all the every single issue from the original run of gen 13 Ooh. i was like oh that's so exciting i can't wait to read this i haven't read it yet, it's, yeah, no. <laughs> it's,
0: do, you, do you have the whole run up through like the adam warren stuff and everything
1: or all was of it a, was a reboot? All of it. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah.
0: I know there was a reboot at some point, but I can't remember if that yeah. was all volume one. That, I, don't have I think all, it was. I don't have
1: all the reboot was it issues, like, but.
0: Ale Garcia was an uh, artist, I think. Uh, god, imagine if Adam Warren had drawn all those. Oh my god. He <gasps> wrote Nuts. it. And it was, oh, yeah, it yeah.
1: has like big Adam Warren interviews. Oh, it's got big I it's remember. Bonkers, loving dude. It. Yeah. It's it's like so much. It's just like fun superhero comics. Guys, you know? Is People great. out
0: there, fucking get Adam Warren on. I guess he's doing some DC stuff right now. What? Yeah. He's is doing really? some like Harley Quinn stuff. Oh my god. Um, oh, just
1: like on the the like anthology book or yeah, whatever? Yeah, I think
0: so, yeah. But it's like his first like interior that isn't uh um empowered. empowered? There we go. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> I had to like, look at my bookshelf. <laughs> uh but yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh so uh yeah, I uh we'll fuck we'll fuck with all that when we get there.
1: <laughs> we'll get there at some yeah, point, you know. What we'll is in
0: Gen 13? Uh, so
1: Shadow Hawk. Uh in the pit or in the shit for you?
0: It's right there in the middle, but I'll give it the pit.
1: Wow, okay. Yeah. Hey, that's all right. I didn't hate it. Yeah. It just, it's just it's not it's not bad comics. It's it, hard
0: to review. It's genuinely for me hard to review.
1: L- yeah. Like if you didn't grow up with this specific material. And you don't have nostalgia for that specific material. It's hard to look at it any other way. But somehow I was able to like power through and be like, oh, yeah, this is exactly how I would make a comic yeah. in 1992. For sure. Oh. You know, this This would be it. This would be like, oh, my eyeballs raked across part of Watchmen. So now I basically can write just yeah. like this yeah. dark story. With I didn't understand moment. a
0: word of it, but <laughs> I read it when I was like 11.
1: Yeah. Watchman, i Everybody love was, Watchman.
0: this is the best comic ever and i i, che- I rented it from the library and i was reading it and i'm like what the fuck is
1: <laughs> happening right yeah
0: why does this art look bad and then you know, i was like 11 sure. and looking at image comics and then you know once i got to my like later teens you know going back and reading it you're like oh this is fucking insanely yeah. brilliant yeah uh but yeah
1: hell yeah i so, too am in the pit with this and uh so yeah great job valentino oh yeah yeah hey <laughs> thumbs up I mean you it
0: sounds like you were on maybe a better schedule than the rest of your compadres
1: look when I get around to finishing reading the rest of this in the next uh, 5 to 13 years yeah I'll let you know how it goes and I'll, whatnot. I'll, I'll, I'll fucking read it fuck I'll, yeah I don't give a
0: shit. I'm, uh, I'm still trying to get through Akira right now I oh, graphic yeah.
1: novels Th- thick biddies thick biddies
0: <sighs> some fat natties right oh, there oh my
1: god <laughs> thick with seven C's <laughs> sell them bitches So uh, the next issue we're going to discuss on the next episode of Nudist Colony Hidden Tracks, Cyber Force number one. uh, I've got the 30th anniversary. uh, What does that say? 30th anniversary.
0: Commemorative edition. Yes.
1: I read this last night before I read Shadowhawk. So maybe that's why I felt so good about Shadowhawk after the fact. Okay. I did read this issue last year. Mm-hmm. Um, around the same time I read Shadowhawk. This was when I had my accident. I couldn't look at any screen. So it was like, let me th- uh, flip through some paper. Yeah. So I did. Yeah. And uh, I remember liking both of these. Uh, then I reread Cyberforce 1 last night. I was like, uh-oh.
0: <laughs> okay, so I read Cyberforce back in the day, and um, Sylvester eventually wasn't the artist on it after a certain point. Mm-hmm. I'm tr- I'm struggling to remember who it was. It was somebody in that vein. Sure. Um, But the art like took a huge step up.
1: Like, oh, after Sylvester? Yeah,
0: I like Sylvester's early stuff, and like even this stuff is like mm, it's okay. But mm-hmm. I, I I'll have to look it up uh, for like next week, um or our next mini rather, yeah. um and, and see who that was because um I remember it being just absolutely fucking stellar and and liking it so much more than because than the Sylvester stuff.
1: That's the issue. It's like Sylvester has gotten so much better as an artist that it's like, and he's good. Like that cover, like the renderings of the characters looks good. Like taking into consideration the time, the time you know, yeah. and like his his X Men stuff, Wolverine, that looks good. But like his his artwork is stellar. He's like, uh, I think Rob Liefeld has said this as well. He's like the best uh, draftsman of. He's stellar all of the if he has a
0: good inker.
1: Well, he inks himself now. He he's doing this like Batman. Um, I can't remember what it is, but it's like some uh, miniseries that he is writing and drawing where uh, Batman teams up with the Joker for some reason. I haven't read it, but I have flipped through it at the comic shop, and it looks A oh, Batman comic with the Joker in it? Can you believe it? What? They finally did it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. He did a run on um, Matt Fraction's Uncanny X-Men um, uh, when they were in Utopia mm-hmm. um, that was and I'm not trying to slander him. I don't know. Maybe something was happening at the time, but it was like fucking atrocious, atrocious artwork
1: that Silvestri did. Yeah. Huh?
0: It was, I was so excited because I was like, cause Greg land was like the first artist on. Mm-hmm. And I love Matt fraction. So I'll read anything he does, but I was like, fucking Greg land. What are you doing, man? Mm-hmm. And uh, then, then he said, uh, he's like, he was so excited. He's like, we're getting Sylvester, and I was like, oh fucking hell yeah! I like love Sylvester X Men from the eighties like, and nineties. Like, I'm all about this, mm-hmm. And getting them. And I was like, what is fucking happening? Was just something was not clicking together. Like, it was atrocious. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe under a deadline or something, but it was bad.
1: Wow, interesting. I don't remember that at all. Uh, Greg Land, for uh, people who are not down with comics, uh, he's a notorious. Uh, copycat Swiper. artist yeah he he steals and tra literally traces over art mm-hmm. sometimes even his own art mm-hmm. uh, and repurposes that but and he loves to
0: um for, for his female characters he loves to um, take porn and then trace that. And so there's all of these um, like uh, people have found like the actual like screen caps <laughs> right. from different pornos that he's like traced over. For, and it's like you'll see like Jean Grey like yelling with like, you know, her, like her her powers coming out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it's like then it shows like and you can literally like overlap them. And it's like traced like it's one thing to use something as a reference everybody uses reference material that's right. fine but literally it lines up so perfectly there's no way he didn't just like sh- shadow box it or whatever oh yeah people have done that light, light box not where the,
1: box. where they uh turn his artwork into a gif where they have like the original image and then his artwork like oh, fades on top of it or whatever and yeah. it's literally the same exact he's one of
0: thing. the he's one of the more hated artists uh, working today, but he gets consistent work because apparently he can he can hit a monthly schedule. But I guess when you're tracing, it's not that hard.
1: He he sells a book. You can't say he doesn't. He doesn't do a convention appearances, uh, probably <laughs> for, the, for the reason of the hatred. But yeah, it is what it is. It uh, anything is it? else for you today on this special, very special episode of Nudist Colony Hidden Tracks?
0: Three, two, one,
1: Baha blast off! Bye. Bye.